1: This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here. Happy Wednesday, everyone. I hope you had a great day. On today's show, we're going to look at some of the concern areas I can't wait to see during the spring game on Saturday. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the comments made by Coach Vince Ogobase, uh Richie Gannell and Alec Lindstrom on today's uh, press conference, and we're going to look at the news. So let's jump into the news. Now, one of the big questions heading into Saturday's spring game had to do with fan attendance. People have been asking me, AJ, is there going to be fans? They're asking people on Twitter, you know, who's going to be allowed to come? Well, Boston College on Tuesday announced that only parents of players are going to be able to go to the game. So unfortunately, even though the state of Massachusetts is allowing, I think it's like 12% uh, capacity at state outdoor stadiums, they are not going to allow fans at this game. Now, this understandably is very disappointing to BC fans. I know a lot of people were hoping they'd be able to go. And, you know, at 12%, you could get like three or 4,000 people in there. That's usually what a spring game is about anyways. And I see a lot of people upset at BC Athletics for this. But I think this is a bigger deal than BC Athletics. I think this goes above them. You know, uh, earlier this week, there was a notice sent home to parents. Actually, it was last week uh, for BC seniors that they were not going to have – they're going to have a a graduation, which is great. But they're not going to allow parents to be there. So parents had to watch on like closed caption TV or something like that. So I think this is a big BC thing. I think they just – don't feel comfortable or I don't know what the reasons are, but that's upsetting and I get it. So the game is at 11 o'clock on Saturday. The game will be on ACC Network. You're going to get Mark Herzlig on the call and we'll get to see what the game's going to look like. If you want more on what the, the um, actual logistics of the game is going to be, head back to Monday's episode. You can hear Jeff Hafley's comments about what the game uh, layout was going to be for Saturday's matchup. In hockey news, uh, I'm recording this before the game actually happened, but Spencer Knight is going to get his first start on Tuesday evening against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Now, Spencer Knight's only been in the NHL for a sip of coffee now, only about three weeks, and he's already getting his start. Now, last game, I think it was on Monday, uh, the Panthers had a, a matchup that Spencer Knight was the first time he was actually dressed to play. Now, they played back-to-back games, Sergei Brabovsky, the starting goalie, played one game, they're going to put Knight in for the second. So, you know, I can't give you what happened, but we'll talk about it tomorrow about how Spencer Knight does in his first game, and I know a lot of BC fans I'm going to be interested in that matchup. I know some folks have been asking me about David Bailey and being kind of surprised that he hasn't found a home. I've been talking to people at BC, too, and they were surprised, too. They figured he'd end up at Fort Collins with uh, Steve Adazio, but he has not found a home yet. And Rivals.com today had an interesting article listing the five top remaining running backs in the transfer portal. Bailey was number two, I think, on the list, and it listed schools that had been in contact with him, and I thought this was really interesting. So some of the schools that have been in contact with David Bailey Happen to be Toledo, Pitt, Wisconsin, Tulsa, and Houston, along with UConn. Now, if you listen to this podcast before, you know I'm not the biggest UConn fan, so I really don't hope David Bailey ends up there. Um, I don't know why he would go there. That's a program that's in a a real big mess. But I was, it was interesting to me that Colorado state wasn't mentioned. Um, I'm not sure what, maybe he's just not interested in going out West. And that's honestly like some people don't understand that, but that's, you know, think about that. If he has like friends or a girlfriend around this area and he doesn't want to go to Colorado, that makes a lot of sense. So Bailey, um, you know, of, of all those schools, obviously a school like Pitt or Wisconsin will probably be a great fit for him. You know, two schools that have used power running in the past. Um, I think he'd be a great fit. I'd love to see him succeed. You know, uh, it stinks that he didn't end his career with Boston College, but, you know, BC's offense is going in a different direction than what Bailey would give them. And so it's it's just good to see if he can find a new home that can tailor more to his skills, and I think those two schools would be a great fit for him. I don't know. I, honestly, with Wisconsin, I'm not sure what the depth chart looks like or Pitt, but um, if, they can, if he can find a, a role, that would be great. Also in football recruiting, Joseph Griffin the third or Joseph Griffin Jr. Excuse me, out of Springfield, who's committed to Boston College. He's a wide receiver, class of twenty twenty two. Excellent wide receiver, good speed. He's going to be a star at Boston College, um, and I'm surprised he's not a four star wide receiver at this point. But he got an offer from Notre Dame, and you know, at first I was like, oh gosh, you know, this is a good commitment, not only because he's good, but if you want William Watson next year, who's a you know four or five star quarterback, getting his his wide receiver would be a good start. Well, <laughs> Joseph Griffin tweeted out the the offer like all those kids do. You know you get the 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 Notre Dame logo and uh, blessed to be offered, and then <laughs> the first hashtag is hashtag BC committed. And I was like, dang, that's awesome. So, you know, even though he got a Notre Dame offer, and I know a lot of people fret when they get that because that usually is, like, gold, it looks like Griffin's going to stick with Boston College, and that's good. And that, again, shows you what Jeff Halfley and his staff can do. If they got a kid that has unlimited potential, if they can, you know, stave off blue bloods who want this kid, that shows you that this coaching staff is is serious business. In basketball news, another uh, transfer portal name to watch for is, and I'm going to probably botch it, I apologize, is Kirk Kawath of Oklahoma. He's a rising senior, and according to 247 Sports' Deshaun London, he's heard from Hawaii, Boston College, BYU, Marquette, Texas, and LSU. He's a 6'10 forward slash center who's a defensive presence, and obviously, I don't need to tell you, BC needs defensive presence. He averaged 1.5 blocks a game in the last season. You know, he's 6'10", good size. He's from the Sudan, which um, gives you a little bit about his background. He's going to be a popular uh, you know, character on the, the transfer portal. However, it hasn't been officially announced yet, which I don't have answers why it hasn't. But if Jim Molinari is going to be that third assistant coach for Boston College, remember where he came from. Oklahoma, and that's where is from. So you have a connection there. You get him in here, and on a team like what Earl Grant wants with defense, that's a good fit. Now, he played about 15, 16 minutes a game. He may not be a starter, but, you know, I don't know if they can build him up a little bit and, you know, cycle him, and out, him out with maybe another guy, like maybe Andre Adams if he sticks around. That gives you some good depth at center, better than what you had under Jim Christian, to be honest, because you get some real height. And a good shot blocker, and I think that adds a little bit. And so our final piece uh, of news for the day is kind of a shot to the past. You know, you talk about guys that have transferred out of Boston College, and you like to see what happens to them, right? We talked about Chris Herron Jr. a couple weeks ago. He ended up just giving up basketball. He's playing baseball now. On a Tuesday, Jeff Goodman announced that Darius uh, Jarius Hamilton of that used to play for Boston College, play for Maryland this year. You know, one of the highest-rated recruits Boston College ever got is going to transfer from Maryland now. Now, I don't know what this says about him. I heard he had a pretty good year with the Terps. But, you know, the fact that he's back in the portal again is, I don't you know. I don't know. You know, maybe Boston College didn't work and Maryland didn't work. I don't know what he's looking for. But it kind of shows you that, you know, maybe he's a kid that is, at this point, more of a hired gun. He's just going to go to the next team that could use him. So I thought that was interesting. And, and again, shows that when he left, maybe it wasn't just because he, Jim Christian's teams were playing poorly, it was because, you know, he just didn't want to be here and he wanted to be someplace else. And then, Got bored with that place, so we'll see where he ends up next. Now, in a moment, we're going to jump in and talk about the places of concern for Boston College heading into the spring game, and there are plenty. So we're going to talk about those areas in a moment. But before we do, now let's chat about Bilt Bar. Great news about Built Bar. It's a chocolate-covered protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. I was so pumped today. I got notification from Built Bar that their chocolate brownie almond chunk— is back and this is my favorite Built Bar and it's only available for a limited time on their website. So you got to check that out. I mean, if you've not tried this, it is to die for. It literally tastes like a dessert and you can have it. It's delicious. It has, you know, good amount of protein, not a lot of sugar, not a lot of net carbs. It's perfect. Now Built Bar has a whole bunch of other prop bars that are good as well that are part of their mainstay. You can get like caramel, brownie, cookies and cream, apple, almond crisp, you name it, they have it. and Built Bar has a special deal right now. If you go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. This year, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL draft live. Get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft from April 29th to May 1st. This is Locked On Boston College. I am AJ Black. I am the editor and publisher of BC Bulletin, part of the Fan Nation Network. If you follow us on the website, I have some special news that I'm going to break in the next couple days that you're not going to want to miss if you're a fan of my work. So you're going to want to check that out. And I can't give you any teasers. It's going to be something you're going to learn when you, when you hear it about it on the website. Now, Saturday's game for the Jay McGillis game has special meaning for Boston College. If you don't know the story of Jay McGillis, it's worth looking up. Now he was a player for Boston College in the early nineties under Tom McLaughlin. He was a defensive back and he passed away in 1992 after a battle with leukemia. And obviously it was a, it was a tragic loss for for a player and a young man who was taken away so young in his life. And since then Boston College has given a scholarship to a defensive back that follows in his footsteps in terms of their character and the way that they 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 portray themselves. And they give that scholarship at the spring game every year. Now, Jay, uh, Jeff Halfley and Azar Rahim will be giving out that scholarship at this year's game. But, you know, we talk a lot about Wells Crowther and, and Pete Frades and obviously we should. But Jay McGillis is a guy, too, that, you know, in terms of B.C., Guys that you want to remember for the work that they did, and the, and and the and the story that comes out after their passing, I think McGillis is a name you want to also remember. And you can just Google his name to find out more about what he uh, his life was like. Now. We have been doing spring football talk all week. We've talked about players you want to watch, positions you want to keep an eye on. Now, I'm going to talk today about concerns I have with Boston College football. What are some things that we're going to look at this game on Saturday and go, we're going to look at certain things and go, ooh, this might be something that could be an issue heading into next week's game, uh, next season, excuse me. So there's certain areas, and these kind of carried over, from last year. And I, I think we might get answers in this game. We may not. We may have to wait until next year. And, and you know, it's just a spring game exhibition. So you're not going to get true answers when you have, you know, half of your offensive line on one team and half on another, and Phil Djokovic on one team, and, you know, Dennis Grissel throwing to Zay Flowers on another. But there are definitely some things I want to look for. So here's some things that I want to see how the offense is progressing. Or or the team itself is progressing. Let's look, first of all, the run game. Big issue last year. Remember, they averaged between three and four yards a carry last year. You had two running backs. I thought that really didn't do what Frank Signetti's offense was made to do, which is make them a multidimensional player that can be used in the passing offense and in the rushing attack. One of those players is gone, David Bailey. The other one, I talked to Richie Gunnell today. You know, Pat Garwo is hurt and he's coming back, so he's making his way back onto the field and he'll have a role in this offense next year. Um, But I don't know if he'll be the every down back. It sounds like they're going in a different direction with that. Now, I'm looking to see what Travis Levy. And Xavier Coleman can do with this rushing attack because I think their style of running is what Signetti's offense is going to move towards in the upcoming years. You're going to always have power backs like Garwo and Bailey, but I think they're going to be more situational players. You're going to want these every down backs that can run it, go and play action, can block, can can run it, at, go up for passes, can you know take a a wheel route for 30 yards. And I think those are more like Coleman. So I'm interested to see where this rushing attack kind of um, evolves to, which kind of leads into my second um thing I'm gonna look look forward to to watching and seeing if it, it improves over last year or it's still gonna be a concern is the offensive line. Now, as I said to begin this segment, we're not gonna see the true offensive line, because I assume that you're gonna have like, you know, Tyler Vrabel on one team and Zion Johnson on another. But I kind of want to see with a full spring how this offensive line gelled again and how they kind of improved in terms of the system and what they're expecting under under Matt Applebaum and that and and uh, Frank Signetti. So, how is the offensive line play? You know, are they able to open some holes for that rushing attack? I think that's going to be something else that I'm gonna... now something I'm going to watch for. But I don't think I'm going to get an answer. Is going to be how the defense. Works against a rushing quarterback. Now, we may get a chance to see part of this with Phil Dracovic if Dracovic, you know, tucks it and runs a few times. But I got a feeling he's going to be protected this game. And I don't think he's going to do a lot of that. I think, you know, if he gets rushed a little bit, he might just take the sack. And because they're not going to hit him, they're just going to touch him and he's going to go down. but I'm interested to see it. Maybe maybe he, there is a few plays where the, the quarterbacks scramble because that's a big issue heading into next year. I think that's a, the big issue is how BC's defense is able to adjust to rushing quarterbacks because last year, as we all know, BC could not stop a rushing quarterback. They just It was just an issue all year against whoever they played against, and that's got to be something they fixed. In fact— Vince Ogabase, the defensive line coach, I talked to him today about that, and we'll talk about that in the third, uh, the third segment. Finally, I want to see how this team works in the red zone. Now, Alec Lindstrom today said that when they're in the red zone, they're, they're, their goal is to rush the ball and just demoralize a defense because there's nothing more demoralizing when you have an offense that can just shove the ball down your throat. And there's nothing you can do to stop that. But I want to, you know, this was an issue last year. Boston College left t- so many points on the board when they got kind of trapped in that 20 yard zone and couldn't get the ball in the end zone. So, this, you can see this in a spring game. How effective are they in a red zone offense? Can they get the ball in? Do they have the play calls in right? How, you know, do they, do they, um, prevent stupid penalties that cause them to go backwards. I think these are all things we can watch for, see how they do in the red zone. And you can see different guys. i love to see how Gorsell does in and Dracovic and, and see what they do to try to get the ball in the end zone. So those are some things that we're going to look for um, that could be problems next year, but maybe we'll get a taste of the improvement or lack of improvement Boston College has in the spring game on Saturday. Now, in our final segment, I'm going to open up uh, some some of the press conference to you. I'm going to take some of the quotes that you're going to want to know about from Richie Gunnell and Vince Ogabase and Alec Lindstrom from Tuesday's press conference. I you know I talked to all three of them and I think they had some interesting things you're going to want to hear about, including Drew Kendall, Xavier Coleman, and the defense and how they're going to improve against a rushing quarterback. So you're going to want to make sure that you check those out. But before we do, let's chat about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. With football and college basketball over, there's still NBA, Major League Baseball, and NHL all in full swing. BetOnline even covers award shows, TV shows, wrestling, reality TV. You name it, they have the odds. With updated props and odds, you can bet on anything you can imagine. All you need to do is head on over to the website on your mobile device or computer and sign up today. When you use promo code Locked On, you're going to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's promo code locked On. So that means you put $100 down, they're going to give you 50 bucks. Win right there. That's betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Today through the 26th, listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On in Odyssey, featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason Galacanifora, and Brian Baldinger. Our local experts, including yours truly, I have a few in there, for every team will make trades and pick the next stars of their team. And as I was going to say, I do it not just for Boston College because it's a mock draft for the first round, and I know there probably won't be, but I have some. I have some uh, insight into some Virginia Tech players and some um, Notre Dame players. So you're gonna want to, if you want to hear some more of my my thoughts, you'll want to check this out. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the New Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's A U D A C Y. This is AJ Black on Tuesday we got a chance to talk to Richie Gunnell, the running backs coach, Vince Ogabase, the defensive line coach, and Alec Lindstrom, the center for Boston College, during the press conference portion of after practice. As many times it happens, and I'm on both sides a lot of times, it was only a handful of us there. It was me and Rich Thompson from The Herald and uh, Kevin Stone of New England Football Journal. But So I got a chance to ask quite a few questions. If you want to go to BC... Um, Eagles' YouTube page, you can hear a whole bunch of other questions I had. But I wanted to give you a chance to hear some of the comments directly from the coaches, and I try to ask questions you, the listeners, have been asking me about. I talked to Richie Ganell first, and one of the questions I wanted to know about was Xavier Coleman. I wanted to hear what his thoughts were on the new freshman running back out of Kenwood, Illinois. So here was Richie's, uh, Coach Ganell's response. Hey, Coach. Xavier Coleman has been a— A name that's popped up a few times this spring can you talk about how he's progressed this spring and how he's catching on to the offense
0: uh he's been he's progressing every day i'm that that kid very similar to, to travis as far as mindset and how he approaches things uh student of the game he loves football uh and that, that kid's a warrior he he he's so hard on himself when he doesn't do as well as he wants to but he, he's gonna be a really good player for us and we're excited about him
1: as well that was uh, Richie Gannell, the wide receivers coach. Uh, sorry, running backs coach, talking about Xavier Coleman and what he's going to a- be able to do. And um, I loved I loved hearing a little bit, you know, when you get the coaches you can hear, more of the inc- intricacies of each player. So you know Coleman sounds like a bit of a, a perfectionist, which is great. You're like a guy that likes to uh, demand the most of himself. Um, but I, I thought it was interesting that he compared him to Travis Levy. Now levy I, I I'm a big fan I think he's a good, good player. Uh, I think Coleman might have a little bit more explosiveness we didn't hear about that from Ganell but it was interesting to hear what he had to say about that. next we talked to Vince Ogabase, who is a, a defensive line coach uh, you know he came to Boston College from UCLA and you know in terms of recruiting he's one of the coaches I talk to a lot of recruits they they have big things to say he's got a big personality. And you can tell about it when you talk to him um, at the press conference. And just like I talked about in segment number two, one of the biggest problems Boston College had last year was the mobile quarterback. And I wanted to hear from Vince, Coach Ogobase, what BC is stressing to kind of fix that issue. And I thought his answer gave some illumination into uh, some real technical things about what BC is doing to fix that issue. Hey, Coach, last year, one of the biggest challenges the defense had was mobile quarterbacks. What do you look at or stress during spring practice to kind of get yourself in, you know, game form and, and improve on that for next season?
0: Yeah. So so one of the things is, is um, you know, we got to work on our, our angles to the quarterback and leveraging the quarterback. Some of it is uh, athleticism. Some of it is, is the technique on how you how you contain them. And some of it is just right out beating your man uh, to get to the quarterback. Um, so we, we we've had we have answers for that. We worked that quite a bit, and we've improved on that, keeping a good awareness of them, keeping them boxed in the pocket, and leveraging them. That way, we know where our help is coming from. That way, we don't he doesn't escape from us. You know, we got to leverage them uh, to to our help. That's the biggest thing. Sometimes guys understand. Okay, if you got a pressure coming from the from the right side, you don't want to go inside of that. You want to trap him. We to trap him to the left. That way, you just, you, you just send them back to the pressure. So just understanding our leverage and where the help is at, and to contain the quarterback, was the biggest thing this spring. But I so-
1: when you hear Ogobase's response there, I think two things really stand out to me. And I think it's why when you look at a team in terms of improvement, it takes a little bit because I think they have to overcome a few things. First of all, you need the guys in the right scheme. So he talks about athleticism. You need enough athletic guys that can can make those plays. And, you know, you know, no, no, no shots at the guys that are on the roster. But I think the recruits that Boston College are bringing in, are more in the mold of the guys that can do that. And maybe Marcus Valdez and Brandon Barlow will be able to do it more consistently this year, but I think guys like Nito Ekpala, my God, if you want to watch some of his tapes of what he can do, he's an athletic freak, Donovan Azaraku. You've got these guys coming in that can do that kind of stuff. So it might take a little bit, I think, is what he's saying. So that's one piece. The other piece is a coaching piece. And it's teaching the players the skills that he talks about the containment, not letting guys slip out, you know, trapping guys. That is coaching. And, you know, now that they get the spring period to, to work that through, that might get Boston College in a better shape to manage that because. You get a good defensive line coach like Ogabase and, you know, Tem Lokabu and Jeff Hafley really stressing all that technique, and you get 15 more practices to work on it, and the players have talked about it, not just the defense, that they're able to work on things that they didn't get to last year. Maybe that's something that they're going to look at this year. And finally, our last person that we talked to was Alec Lindstrom, and this was for you guys because I know many of you want to know about him. I asked Alec Lindstrom how Drew Kendall – is handling the change over to the college ball. And Alec gave his insight. Here you go. Drew Kendall was a big name uh, that committed to Boston college this uh, winter. What, how is he, you know, adapting to your, your offensive line room? What have you seen out of him so far?
0: Yeah. uh, Drew's awesome. Uh, I'll start from a personality standpoint. He's a great person. He's a great kid. He loves to work. He works really hard and he cares about what he's, what he does. He is always coming up to me. He reminds me of myself, always coming up to me, like I was going up to John and and asking me questions, how he can get better, what happened and this and that. And just, uh, just our whole room, we mesh so well. We all joke with each other. The personalities there is awesome. But in a football standpoint, he's doing awesome. Just the progress he's made from practice one to now, this was practice 11, I believe, or practice 12. I'm not quite sure, but just the progress he's made. And it's just a, a just shows how hard he works and how much better he wants to be himself you know um so i think in a couple years he's going to be a great player you know he's just gonna get stronger get bigger get faster and mentally he's going to learn the scheme better but um he's a great kid and he works
1: hard so that's what that's why and i think what lindstrom said there That's what I've been hearing all about. And if you checked out Jason Baum's Twitter today, he also showed uh, Drew Kendall working out with Zion Johnson to get pointers on things that he's working on. So, you know, Kendall, he seems like a bright kid that's going to have a huge... Future And along with Ozzy Trapillo and a few of these other kids that are coming up, Boston College's offensive line has a really bright future. So I thought that was a really interesting comment. And I hope you enjoy these segments. I enjoy putting these together so that you get some different voices from the Boston College uh, football community. and, And you can hear some of the questions because, you know, there's 30 minutes of film you could watch about them answering other things. But I picked out the stuff I thought you'd like. So this is AJ Black. We'll be back again for tomorrow's show. I hope you enjoy today. If you do, please Share this with your family and friends and like and subscribe to us on wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, we're going to have a special announcement about BC Bulletin coming up soon that you're going to want to hear. So take care, everyone. We'll talk to you again soon.